Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the On Topic Podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Kim. And today, I thought I'd share a quick story uh, that happened a long time ago, uh, about 10 years ago, or even more. I was 16 years old, and I used to be a missionary when I used to go to church. And I used to go every year to this uh, native reservation for a week in the summer, like around July or June. We go up to this reservation in northwestern Quebec about at the time, at the time, it was six hour drive. Now it's a four hour drive because they built some new highway. And we used to go to this reservation once a week, and we run this summer camp program plus Jesus. You know, whatever you see done in summer camp, we did that. Essentially, you include Jesus in the curriculum, <laughs> like uh, just to make it simple. And we used to operate at the school in the middle of the reservation. It was an elementary school, and every summer we'd. Uh, do our summer camp things there at the school and we would sleep on the reservation at an old chapel that is now used as a daycare so an entire missionary all these korean missionaries just there sleeping at a chapel and i have to say at first when i first started going i was 12 the first time i went and i think i just went because my sister was there and my mom had volunteered to go up and help and I was kind of dragged along, and I remember at 12 seeing the reservation. I was like, this is not what I thought I was going to. I heard indigenous reservation, so I thought, oh, kind of be like in the movies. They lived in, like, you know, wigwams or whatever. I get up there, and it was a very sad reality of that is not what's happening. It is far worse. And uh, even, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a culture shock. I didn't expect to see anything like this in Canada, but, you know, it is what it is. And... And the more time I spent there, the more I learned about, you know, the history of residential schools and the trauma that it's, you know, caused to indigenous people, but to people of this community specifically. And I was always conscious about that every time I went. And I was never the kind of person that would always say Jesus is the absolute solution. That's a terrible thing to say about it as a missionary. But I'd always say, like, listen, if Jesus helps you, please lean towards Jesus. But if you feel like Jesus is not helping you in your situation right now, Focus on other things and come back to this, you know? And that was always kind of, that is always what I preached to them. I was like, if you feel Jesus makes you happy now, great. If not, then focus on the things that will make you, you know, I guess lead a better life or a happier life or, you know, reach the goals that you want to reach. But anyway, uh, I digress. And so this one day, uh, the the school... I guess the school uh, superintendent or the guy who uh, looks over the school during the off seasons, uh, during you know outside the school year, he left for the day. He trusts us, and he was always like, <clears throat> he was like, you know, I trust you. You have the keys, you know, whatever. Like, you know, I I don't need to look after you. I know you guys know what you're doing, whatever. And he was like, I'm gonna be out of town for the day. If there's any problem, you know how to call me. But I'm 30 minutes away. You know, we're we're in very remote Quebec, so closest town is 30 minutes. So he was gone. And we were wrapping up lunch, and half the missionary team had already gone back to the daycare to, you know, just to, uh, just to end the day, I suppose. And half the team went back, and it was me and a handful of people. And I remember there's two other guys with me. One guy used to be in the Canadian military. Well, I think as a reservist, and another guy, he's just a big kid. He was like, he was just a big guy, you know, and um, big bone structure. And this one, and then as as we're having lunch, this we just hear this car like just driving in at full speed, like crazy. And 
and you know i was kind of alarmed i was like wait what, what's happening so i look out and i see this man walk out the car and he was drunk and he was really upset and he, he just kept saying something in in, in Algonquin and I couldn't, you know, obviously we didn't understand what he was saying, but he was going up and out of school and you know, it was being a, a big scene and, you know, huffing and puffing and I go up to him and I'm like, hey man, uh, is everything okay? Well, you know, what's wrong? This man's twice my size. <laughs> and I was, I gotta be honest, I was terrified to even approach him. So I was like, hey man, how's it going? Uh, is everything okay? And he was like, no, it's not okay. I was like, well, what's the matter? He was like, there's kids fucking all over the goddamn school. And he's like really upset. And he's going off and he was like, like, look at this. Look at the mess you made. No, 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 no. He was going on. I was like, we had just finished cleaning. Granted, it wasn't the cleanest because we knew we we're just going to come back tomorrow. So we're like, we'll do a super clean on the last two days. We usually kind of do something like that. And and I was explaining to him. I was like, I don't care. Like, show the respect and blah, blah. And he was upset. And I was like, hey, hey, hey listen. Look, we kicked out all the kids. If... um. If we did something to upset you, we apologize, okay? Just let us know what we've done to upset you. He's like, I need all of you guys to get out of here. And I said, okay, but we're about to have lunch. Do you want to have lunch with us? And then we'll leave. And he was like, you know what? Okay, fine. Here's the thing. After years of spending time with the indigenous people there, I love moose meat, <laughs> okay? And I've traded, well, we've traded rather, Korean barbecue for moose meat, best trade. And... The indigenous people on the reservation loved Korean barbecue or the food we would always make. At the end of the week, we have this huge uh, feast. They make a bunch of Korean food. Sometimes they bring their own food and we share. They one time brought fried sturgeon. It was fantastic. Another time they brought uh, moose. And that was great too. And, and you know, as he sat down, we were eating and it was so good. It was a salad, rice, and oh... (laughs) It's like the spicy stir-fried pork. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, we're eating this, and this guy's devouring it. You know, mind you, he's drunk, right? But, like, he's he's just devouring it. He's enjoying it. He he always said, he's like, do what I love about you guys coming? It's the food. It's the food. And I was like, yeah, man. Like, you know, we love sharing our food with you. We love eating this food. And trust me, we don't get to eat this every day. So, for us, it's a treat. And, you know, we're exchanging, and we're trying to – I'm trying to diffuse intention. So the tension is diffused. The guy feels relaxed. He's a you know he's stuffed, full stomach. And then he looks at me and he was like, "Can I be honest with you guys?" I'm like, "Yeah." He was like, "At first, none of us liked you. None of us liked you, missionaries, you Christians coming up here, you know." And I was like, "Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I understand. I, like, I don't, I don't blame you." And he was like, "But you know, over the years, we've come to like you. You keep our kids off the street." You know, you're nice people, you're not doing anything sketchy, you know, you're honest people, you know, and also you're all young, so I know you mean well, young people are optimistic, and I'm like, well, thank you, man, and like, that's, you know, we really appreciate that, and so I'm still with my two other guys with us, and, you know, they're chipping in as well, and they're talking to him, and he's talking back to them, and at some point, he just mentions residential schools, like, all of a sudden, he was like, listen, the reason why we don't trust you is because of our relationship with, with the Catholic priests and residential schools. And I said, yeah, um, I've heard about those stories and I've read about them. He was like, yeah, because a lot of us on this reservation has been there and he just stops. He just stops the sentence midway and i never seen a grown man's face go from serious to very sad to back to serious in like 10 seconds. Like, there was a three, four, which felt like an eternity of his face of, 
I thought I was dealing with depression, but when I think back at that moment, oh wow, like it's it was um, it, sh- it shakes me up because it was a very profound moment where I noticed I was like I didn't even bring up residential schools at all. He brought it up, and to see someone change their facial expression and the entire mood in a heartbeat, it really threw me off. I was like, oh, this is this is real, you know. And the conversation ended there. So again, uh, my one of my other friends, he's a younger guy. He uh, kind of tries to lighten the mood and the guy laughs and you know we're all happy now you know and the situation has been diffused oh by the way at this point all the other missionaries in the in the school cafeteria left they went back to the daycare and a lot of them were kind of freaked out what was happening so they just bounced and it was just me and the two other guys and we're like it's okay you guys could leave don't worry uh we got this you know don't worry about it and so as we talked and everyone's gone. He was like, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go. He gets up. And um, we're like, okay, well, we'll walk you out. By the way, I don't, I'm not going to disclose his name, obviously out of privacy, but at the same time, I don't think I ever asked him for his name because everything happened so fast and so quick that I didn't even, I perhaps asked, I asked his name, but I probably don't remember because it probably just flew right over my head because I was freaking out the entire time. I'm like, oh shit, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so we get out, and he looks at us. He's like, you're all good people. Just um, just do me a favor. Please don't have the kids vandalize the school, you know, because I have to clean that shit up. And we're like, hey, we respect that. Don't worry. You know, we got you. If if there's any problem, we'll call you. And he was like, okay, good. And he was like, what about the, well, we'll call you or the other guy. That's what, that's what I said. I was like, we'll call you or the other guy, which the other guy being the actual superintendent of the school. And he was like, okay, good. And then he leaves. And uh, in the meantime, one of the other missionaries had called the superintendent saying, like, hey, uh, something's going down, and this guy's upset. We're not entirely sure. We thought everything was cool. And he was like, oh, shit, okay, he comes back. And then as we're leaving, that guy, the superintendent, pulls in, and he was like, hey, uh, where'd he go? I was like, he just left. He went home. He was like, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah. Uh, I was like, I don't what was that about? He was like, yeah, he works for me, but... I, f- I didn't give him the memo that you were you guys were using the school. He was like, that was my bad. And I was like, I was like, oh, you know what? Don't worry about it. It's fine. He was like, he even said, it's like, I just didn't, I didn't expect him to do that. And I was like, oh, okay. He was like, yeah, you know what? My apologies. I will talk to him. I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. So we go back to the daycare and it's a big fuss. Everyone talks about it. And everyone seemed kind of happy because the salute, like, you know, a problem has been solved, but. I remember just sitting there being like, I don't think you guys understand what just happened in that split moment of sadness. And it stuck with me. Uh, that's, a, that's a memory I, can, I will never be able to shake off, nor do I want to. So, so yeah, that's my story. <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily, it sounds like a sad one, but it's a real one. You know, and we might be in a pandemic or lockdown, but... Every time I go out and travel into the world as a missionary or on vacation or whatever, sometimes the scariest things will happen to me or the weirdest things, the sketchiest thing might happen, but they're all experiences that I truly cherish. And also, you know, the more you go out there and the more you experience, the more things get revealed to you and unique experiences and little gems are shown to you, things that no other people might experience or ever see, and that's unique to you. So don't be shy, go explore. Oh, that might be my outro. I like that. Don't be shy, go explore. That's more for me than for you, to be honest. But yes, don't be shy, 
Go explore. I'm your host, Jason Kim. Thanks for listening.